You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. We're going to play a little game. Does anybody uh, like to watch Family Feud? Anyway, Family Feud. Come on, I need two contestants. Come up to the stage. Two contestants for the Family Feud. One round. Come on, come on up, sir. Come on, first one's up here. Come on. Come on up, come on up. Hey, you got to be quick. Come up here. We're going to play a little game of Family Feud. So what we're going to do right here, here's our, our podium. You can stand on either side. So this is going to be a quick round right here. So you stand right there. Sir, what's your name, sir? Donnie. 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 Yes. Good, to, good to have you, Donnie. Your name, sir? Stan. 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 Stan and Donnie. Okay. This is your buzzer. Okay. So I'm going to give you one question. Okay. You're both going to have a chance to answer. Okay. But the first one to slap on the buzzer gets the answer first. Now, don't break my podium, Stan. Okay. Are you ready, Donnie? Are you ready, Stan? Okay. One simple question. One simple question. Okay. 100 people were asked this question. <laughs> I want to know, what does it take for a plant to grow? Sun. Sun. Answer is sun. All right. Soil. What is it? Soil. Soil. Okay, we have sun and soil. So we're going to take a look at the answers. The survey says water. Water was the number one answer. Sunlight is number two. Congratulations, Stan. And soil is right behind it. Good job, Donnie. Okay, okay. Wait, don't, don't run away just yet. Okay, quick bonus round, quick bonus round. One of these answers, the Bible says, is not required for growth. The Bible says one of these answers is not required for growth. What do you think it is? Roots. Roots, okay. Any guess, sir? Uh, water. Water, okay, all right. We're going to take a look at what the Bible says. Can you give our contestants a round of applause? Thank you, gentlemen. Donnie and Stan. Like that deep voice. Is that how you talk to Elena, too, with that deep voice? Little Barry Manilow. Johnny Cash. Come on, let's take a look at Genesis 1-1. Genesis 1-1. Oh, I'm way over here. Thank you, sir. Come on, let's give Peter a hand. What a great job. Peter the usher, keeping me where I need to be. Watch out, that's my wife's job. All right, Genesis 1-1. Here we go. Come on, who loves the Bible? Come on, excited. The Word of God is so good. So one of those answers that we had up there the Bible says it's not required. Okay, this is 19 verses, so I'm going to read pretty fast. So fasten your seatbelts, buckle up. It's going to be a good ride. 1-1, one, one. in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness sight, and the evening passed, and the morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of heavens from the waters of earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of heaven. God called the space sky, and the evening passed, and the morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land, and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. The seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came, and that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts, seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. 
Then let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights be the sky shine down on the earth, and that is what happened. God made two great lights, the one to govern the day and the one smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening passed, and the morning came, marking the fourth day. Whew. All right. I'll drink to that. Did anybody see it in there? Did anybody see what that was? Let me help you out a little bit. What, what did God create on the first day? Light. God created light on the first day. What did he create on the second day? Waters, yes. And the third day? Ground and vegetation. Come on. All right, into the fourth day? The sun. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did he create on the third day? Ground and vegetation. And the vegetation came forth from the ground. What did he create on the fourth day? Vegetation on the third day, but sun on the fourth day. What the heck is right? So sunlight is actually not required for vegetation to grow, according to the Bible. God created the ground, and he brought forth from the ground vegetation. Now, light was created on the first day, so light is required, water is required, ground is required, but sun is not required. Interesting, interesting. All right, we're going to unpack this a little bit, but I just wanted to throw that out there. And there is also another uh, phenomenon where dirt is actually not required for vegetation to grow. But we'll talk about that in just a little bit. All right. So you ready? Okay. The title of this message was a struggle for me. I actually had to, I wrestled with God a little bit on this title. Because I had one thing that, that I wanted to call it, and God had another thing. And of course, God won. Because he's always right. Kind of like my wife. <laughs> the title of this message is Flourishment. Flourishment. I said, God, that's a girl title. Can I have a boy title? <laughs> he said, all right, you can throw your boy title in at the end. So we'll do that a little bit later. <laughs> title number two, flourishment, the state. And, and you might be thinking, flourishment is not actually a word. Well, if you look at the dictionary, there's a bunch of letters in there formed into words. And how did they get there? Somebody made them up. So we have a new word today, flourishment. <laughs> Definition, state of continuous growth and fruitfulness. Flourishment, the state of continuous growth and fruitfulness. And, and this really, this title came to me from God, uh, really combining two, two different words. The first one, flourish, obvious. A couple definitions, to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way. Interesting. Especially as a result of a favorable environment to flourish. Another definition, an instance of suddenly performing or developing in an impressively successful way. Wow, I like that. Suddenly performing or developing in an impressively successful way. And the second word that makes up flourishment is, of course, nourishment. Flourish and nourishment make flourishment. <laughs> nourishment, substance necessary for growth, health, and good condition. And I like this one, too. Second, second definition of nourishment, action of nourishing someone or something. Isn't that good? Nourishment, action of nourishing someone or something. I think there's, there's so many people here today that, that these definitions just make so much sense. But one person just stood out to me. Kelly Isaacs, will you stand up? Beautiful Kelly, stand up. She's even wearing a flourishment shirt today. How good is she? Wherever this beautiful young lady goes, flourishment happens. I'm so proud of her, so proud of her family. And literally, whenever she walks into a room, she just brightens up that whole space. You know, and I think every now and then, just quietly, every now and then as I see her walk by, I think I see little flowers sprout up behind her. Because she's that good. She flourishes that much. 
Love you, Kelly. Thank you so much for being who you are. Thank you so much for flourishing. And just while we were in worship, uh, God highlighted somebody else to me. Beautiful Mercedes, would you stand up? God just, you're wearing your flourishment shirt today. You're dressed too. Beautiful dress. I just saw you there in worship. And, and, um, and God just, just dropped this word into my spirit for you that, that there's, there's times and seasons where we walk into an area that may seem like a wasteland or may seem like it's devoid of growth. But what God is, the season he's taking you through right now is that as you walk through those areas, those wastelands with him, you're going to find that, that you're, uh, every now and then you're going to circle back around to areas that you feel like you've already revisited. So you're going to revisit some areas. But what you're going to find is the second time around, you're going to see that it's not a wasteland anymore. That there's actually new growth, there's new life that has sprouted. And that's because you've walked through that area with God. If you walk without God, it would remain to be a wasteland. But because you've chosen to be in his house, because you've chosen to be planted, that as you're walking, you're actually not just walking. You're actually uh, planting seeds as you go. That you're planting seeds in wastelands. You're planting seeds in territories that, that maybe you visited before. But the second time around, you start to see that new life. You start to see that growth. And maybe you come around again and you see trees that are bearing fruit. You see all kinds of blessing and favor because you have walked through that area. And, and what God is saying is that it, it's not because of what somebody else did. It's not because of somebody else planting. It's because of you. Because you walked there Maybe other people did too, but God gave you the seed, and you were faithful to carry it. You were faithful to plant it. So when you come back around, you're going to see that harvest in Jesus' name. Just stretch out your hands, this beautiful lady. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Mercedes. I thank you for her heart to walk with you, first and foremost, that she walks with you, and she plants those seeds as she goes. God, I thank you that, that everywhere that she walks, that's, that's ground, that's soil that you have given her to build your kingdom. God, I thank you that, that she goes with, with an air of success, an era of victory, that even if it looks like a wasteland, even if it looks like there's, there's no chance for growth, that she believes that as she's walking with you, she's planting those seeds, and she's going to come around again expecting a harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. So good. All right. I better hurry up. Why do you keep distracting me, babe? Come on. All right. Okay. So you might, you might be thinking at this point, this is a mildly entertaining botany lesson, but uh, what does that have to do with, do with church? And more importantly, what does that have to do with me? Come on. And we need a little bit of expectation that God is going to speak to us. We're going to unpack those gifts today. So this is one of, what I want to say. And the main point of this message, the church is designed by God to be a place of perpetual flourishment. Let me say it again. The church is a place designed by God to be a place of perpetual Perpetual flourishment. That means continuous, ongoing, never stopping, growing, and flourishing. We look at Psalms 92, 13 and 14. It says this. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Fresh and flourishing. So that's, our, that's a picture of where we want to be. That's a picture of the end result and what God designed the church to be. Now I want to I step back a little bit. I want to walk us through how do we get to that place? How do we get to that desired end state? All right, are you ready? Here we go. Two, wait, are you ready? Yeah. Come on, there we go. That's better. You got you to encourage me so I can preach faster, all right? If, I, if, I, if you're not encouraging me, then I feel like, oh, I, I didn't hit it right, so I'm going to have to go back over the content again. We might be here for a few hours. Just kidding. Lisa would come and pull me off the stage. All right, so the, the first principle is the title of the message, Flourishment. Flourishment, God's title, Flourishment. State of continuous growth and fruitfulness. 
Now, this is God's recipe for success. It's his recipe for growth. And we see it in the first chapter of Genesis, the first days of creation, one, two, and three, light, water, and ground, Genesis 1. And let's look at uh, Jeremiah 17, 7 to, 7 to 8. We're going to expand on that a little bit. Light, water, and ground from Genesis 1. Anybody bring your Bible to church today? Come on, it's good to bring your Bible. Raise your Bible up or your phone if you got it. Wave it like you just don't care. Come on. God's word is good. Keep it with you. Strap it on your belt, put it in your pocket, carry it around with you. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and made the Lord their hope and confidence. In, in vegetation, in nature, uh, many of you will know that, that there's a process called photosynthesis where the plants take in light from the sun and from other sources, um, and they turn that light into energy, and that's the process of photosynthesis, turning light into energy. So this verse, what it starts off with, is those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence are blessed. So what that is is that you're, you're trusting in God, you're hoping in God, your confidence is in God, and that is light. And what happens is when you take that in, when you put your trust in him, when you put your confidence in him, it turns into energy. And that's how we thrive in this world. That's how we grow. We grow not because of the natural order of things. We grow because of his light. Day one, God created light. Day four, God created the sun. So we have to expect, like plants, that if we want to grow, that the first and foremost thing we need is to put our trust in him. We need to put our light, we need to de derive our light from him, not from anything else, not from external circumstances, not from what we can do in our own power, that in order for us to grow, the most important thing is his light. The most important thing is for us to receive that because it says that we will be blessed, that you will be blessed. As you receive light from God, you will be blessed. Next verse, they are like trees planted along a riverbank. Now we see in here that, that ground is required for this process, the process that God intended for the growth, that, that there needs to be a place of planting. There needs to be a place where you can derive, just like plants derive nutrients from the soil, that you take in what is necessary for growth. You take in what is necessary to expand. And God set this up this way, that trees planted along the riverbank, they're close to that source of nutrient. They're close to the source of, of water flowing in. And, and what they do is, is as the water comes into the soil, the nutrients are deposited, and then the roots of the plants pick it up. So we need to be planted in a place. If we want to be blessed, if we want to flourish, if we want to grow, then we need to be planted so that we can draw in what we need. If you're constantly picking yourself up, moving yourself to another place, constantly moving around, then you're not going to have time for your roots to grow down. You're not going to have time to draw in what you need to thrive, what you need to grow. And not just for yourself, but we're called to be a blessing to other people. We're called to expand our territory, to grow, to take ground, and, and create that space. And we see that in the next verse, too, with roots that reach deep into the water. Deep into the water. So you're planted, you draw in the light by the riverbank, and you draw, your roots grow down into the water. The water speaks of flow. The water speaks of flow. And we need to be a church. We need to be a people that is expecting the flow, is expecting that as we plant ourselves, as our roots grow deep, that we're receiving something that's not just of this world. We're receiving something that is a flow from heaven. And that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the flow. The Holy Spirit is moving right now. That we need to be not just in church, but, but in our daily lives. We need to be planted in a way. We need to have our roots down deep where we're expecting the flow. We're, we're receiving the flow. That we're sending out. What is God saying? 
saying right now? What is he speaking right now? Where is the flow coming from right now? Where is that water? That the, the struggle for the plant is not in producing fruit. The struggle for the plant is finding the water. That you send out your roots. You send out your feelers. Where am I experiencing the power of God? Where, like when I listen to that song or when I'm worshiping, do I get goosebumps? You know, is, Do I feel God moving? Do I feel something well up on the inside of me, that river of life that's coming out from the inside? Because when God deposits the light in, you can expect life to come out. When God deposits light in, you can expect life to come out. Can somebody say amen? amen? Amen. Such trees, and this is so good, and this is, this is uh, I think, the word for right now. So we got these three, these three things. We got trust in the Lord. That's the light. We've got planted in the, in the riverbank. That's the ground, and we have the water expecting the flow. Such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Isn't that a good word for right now? Such trees are not bothered by heat <laughs> or worried by long months of drought. So many stories, countless stories right now. Businesses, churches, people, families, marriages, kids, schools have been bothered by heat for how many months? Have experienced long months of drought, long months of isolation, long months of separation. This is a word for right now. This is why the church is essential. This is why the church is essential, because we talk about where the light comes from. We lead you by those waters. We give you an opportunity to plant yourself so that you cannot be bothered by the heat. doesn't matter how hot it is outside. doesn't matter whether there's drought, there's no rain, because you're deriving your source from the flow. You're deriving your source from the water that's pulled down. You're not, you're not dependent on rain from, from the sky because your roots are down deep. You're drawing those nutrients from the soil, and you have the light of God in you. The church is essential. Now, there are some, some other ways. There are some, some other ways for the process of growth to happen. One of them I kind of alluded to, that you can have growth without dirt. Growth without dirt. There's a, there's a, a type of horticulture, a type of uh, botany, where, that's called hydroponics. Hydroponics. It's where you create an environment where there's no soil, and it's just these structures, these pipes or tubes that hold plants in place, and then water that's infused with nutrients, but not naturally. They're, they're man-made, infused with nutrients, and they flow through. So they actually do create growth. There is light there to allow the plants to grow, and then there is the water coming in, and it has nutrients embedded in the water, but there's no soil. There's no soil. So what that speaks to me is that there's no ability to exist independently, that these plants are completely dependent on the man-made situation, the man-made circumstances around them. And there's also no space to reproduce. Any, any fruit that occurs from these plants, any vegetation that comes up can be harvested, yes, and, and, and maybe some of the seeds can be used to replant, but it can't happen by itself. It can't happen naturally. It takes man-made influence, interaction, so this is, not, this is not God's design for us to be uh, dependent on a man-made solution, to be dependent on a structure that somebody else has put in place, to be dependent on anything other than what he created, the environment that he put us in. He wants us to be completely, wholly, totally dependent on him. And this kind of speaks to uh, a type of person or a type of Christian maybe that, that does hop around, where, where they're not planted in soil, they're, they're uh, in some type of structure, some type of holding, but, but either they move to another place or somebody moves them to another place, or they're dependent on somebody else to help them. Maybe like a, a, a conference junkie. You know, they just hop from, from uh, you know, conference to conference to conference because they're chasing the flow, right? They're and it may be out of a good heart. They desire to be in the presence of God. They desire to be in that spirit, but 
they're just like, where's the flow now? Where's the flow now? And they're just hopping all over the place, never planted, never able to reproduce on their own. They're completely dependent on somebody else creating the structure, somebody else creating the environment for them to grow. One thing I did want to point out in this is that dirt is also essential. Dirt is, all, according to God's word, dirt is essential for a plant to reproduce. So good job, Donnie. Soil, dirt is essential. Dirt provides the resistance which produces strong roots. It creates an environment, and in resistance, you might think, oh, that's a bad thing, but resistance also creates strength. So as the roots go out, they do encounter resistance, but that produces strength. And, uh, and what you see is that, that uh, in hydroponics, the plants that are there, there's no strength there. If you were to take them out of the holder to them, they would just fall over. There's no strength in there, but dirt provides the strength for you to be able, or for a plant to be able, to stand up on its own. And it provides the nourishment for you, and as we saw in the definition of nourishment, that it also can be for someone else. That nourishment is for you, and it's also when you provide nourishment for a baby. You provide nourishment for your kids. You provide nourishment for friends coming over to an awakened party. You provide nourishment. That's what this church does. It allows you to be planted in the dirt to provide nourishment. There's also another way, another way to produce vegetation that isn't a completely natural way, and that's a greenhouse. A greenhouse is a, a useful tool. It's a useful environment for uh, allowing light to come in, and there's water there, and there's also soil in most cases where the plants are, are planted in the soil. But something an environment lacks, or the greenhouse lacks, is an environment. There's no exposure to the wind, the rain, the sun, really. And so in a greenhouse, it is a protected environment. It is covered, which sounds good. It sounds nice, like, yes, we can produce fruit. We have some soil. We are protected and sheltered a little bit. But that's also the problem, that you're protected, you're sheltered. That, that if you were to take a plant or a tree that was grown in a greenhouse and then move it out into a natural environment, what you find is more often than not, either it doesn't, it doesn't take to the soil there and it dies, or maybe the wind comes or the, the environments, the elements come, frost, and it dies also. That we need to be Christians. We need to be people that are, that are not just expecting a structure to be built over us, that are not expecting us to be protected from everything around us, that we're just put into a little box and we're cared for. Yes, yes, grow, grow, produce, that's good. But then we, we don't have the ability to stand on our own. We, we need to be Christians. We need to be people that have the strength to stand on our own, the strength to withstand the environment. Because the wind is going to come, the rain is going to come, frost is going to come, there's going to be seasons where it's harder. But if you're planted by the river, bank, where you're drawing nourishment from the water, from the flow of God, you will be able to withstand any environment, anything that the devil throws at you, that you're not just a sheltered, protected, covered, coddled little Christian, that you're a bold, you're a champion, you're a lion Christian, you're an awakened Christian. You have the power of God, you have the ability to draw, you have the ability to feed yourself so that you can help feed other people. At Awakened Church, we want to expose you to the light, which is the truth, the word of God. We want to show you how to find water. We want to show you how to be in that flow. And it's not something that, that we can contrive in a greenhouse. It's not something that we can set up because God's flow speaks to each one of us differently. 
Like we can set, we can, we set up an environment. We do that. That's great to, to give you the opportunity to encounter his flow. It's not, we're not trying to give you the flow where we want God to give you the flow. Like I said at the beginning, like we prayed, God has a gift for you to open today. He has a package, a present, a good gift for you to open today. That's the flow. When you can open up his present and apply it to your life, then you're drawing in nourishment. Then you're drawing in what you need to succeed and what you need to help other people. Awaken is a church that gives you an opportunity to plant yourself in the ground. Plant yourself in the ground. And this is so important because we want to train you to reproduce. We believe in the Great Commission where Jesus called his disciples to go out into all the world and make more disciples. We don't, we, we don't just want you to go into the world and, and get people saved or bring people into church. We want you to go into the world and make disciples to train them how you've been trained, to raise them up how you've been raised up, that we have to release you, have to let you go out in the world, and yes, bring them into the house of God. Bring them into a place where they can meet their Savior, where they can understand who Jesus Christ is, understand what he did to set up this process, to set up light, to set up ground, to set up water, to give you what you need because he wants you to flourish more than even we do. He wants you to grow. He wants you to be enlarged. That's why we are Awakened Church. That's why we do what we want to do. We want to awaken in you the ability to receive light, to be planted in the ground, to draw water from his source. Now we get to my title, finally. <laughs> my title for this message, the boy title, the boy title for this message is Pioneer Species. <laughs> pioneer Species. Come on, who feels like they're a pioneer? Pioneer Species on the inside of them. My beautiful wife is a, was a biology major at Point Loma Nazarene University. And she learned this, this really interesting concept of the pioneer species. So what happens is that um, there's certain seeds that will lay dormant in the ground for maybe years, maybe decades, dormant in the ground because they're waiting for something to happen to activate them. And specifically pioneer species, the seeds of these species, they're waiting for intense heat. They're waiting for actually a fire to come through to germinate that seed, to activate that seed. And it's only when there's an intense heat, it's only when there is a fire that activates the seed that they can actually start to germinate and sprout new growth. Over the course of isolation, of the course of being at home, we were, uh, we were doing some prayer and coffee messages online. We were um, gathering together on Facebook, Instagram to pray. And this is one of the words that came to my wife, actually, is that we need to be praying right now. We need to be believing that, that we are a church of pioneer species. We are a church that in the midst of heat, in the midst of fire, will, will germinate new growth. And I feel strongly that's a word for some people today, that we need to be activated by the fire. We don't need to run away from the fire. We don't need to just give, all, give everything up and believe, well, there goes my whole life. There goes my whole business. There goes my family situation. There goes my kid's school. No, we can actually be activated because of the fire, because of the intense heat. We can germinate. We can begin to grow. In the Chinese language, the, the symbol that represents crisis is the exact same symbol that represents opportunity. That what some people look at as a crisis, other people look as, at as an opportunity. That right now, in this season, there's opportunities to be had. There's so much room for growth. There's so much room for expansion. You might see businesses shutting down. You might see churches closed. You might see schools closed. But all you have to do is look with the eyes that God is giving you to see there's expansion, there's growth, there's new territory. 
I mean, for goodness sakes, all you have to do is drive by a restaurant and see that this is the best season there's ever been for tent makers. Pop-up canopies are on fire right now. We're sitting under a tent. This, this business is exploding. The best business tent makers have ever had in the history of tent making. And it's been around for a while because Paul in the Bible was a tent maker. We need to be environment restarters, a pioneer species. Once it's activated by the fire, you come back around just a few weeks, maybe a month later, you'll start to see the shoots of new growth. You'll start to see something rising up out of the ashes because the fire has cleared away all the dead brush, all the dead wood, all those things that were dying anyway that needed to be moved out to make room for new growth to make room for something new to come up. What is God speaking to you today? Do you have a business idea that has been in your heart? And you're saying, maybe now is the time. If that's you, stand to your feet. I want to pray for you. If you have a business idea, if you have a new idea, if you have anything that God has planted in your heart in this season, something new. Who are my pioneers out here? Do we have any more pioneers that are saying, I'm not going to just be subject to what's going on in the environment. I'm going to believe that God has deposited something in me deposit the ability to create new growth, deposit the ability to span, because what you're going to do is you're going to create an environment that when other people walk into it, they're gonna, not going to see the fire. They're not going to see the destruction. They're not going to see what the devil has done. They're just going to see what God is doing. They're going to see what God is growing. They're going to see the expansion of the flow, the expansion of his kingdom, his territory. Come on, lift up your hands, all those standing here today. Thank you, Father that we have pioneers in this church. Thank you for pioneers in this house. Thank you for an increase that even right now, if you feel like God speaks to you, if you're sitting down right now and over the course of this prayer, you feel like God says something to you, stand up, stand up, be counted, be joined in that number of pioneers that are going out. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the words that you're sending out, the seeds that have been planted in each one of these hearts. It doesn't matter how hot the fire is because the hotter the fire, the more is activated in these lives. God, I thank you for the activation of those seeds. I thank you for the activation of light that these amazing people, they've been planted in the house. They've been drawing in the nourishment, God. And now is the time for reproduction. Now is the time for activation. Now is the time for new growth. So that when the next person walks by, they're going to experience that growth. They're going to experience the fruit. They're going to be able to receive blessing from these mighty men and women of God who have been activated, these pioneers who are ready to face any challenge, to go into the wasteland, to plant those seeds, to expect the harvest, to expect the return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Last verse, and we're going to wrap up. Hosea. 10, 12, the good word. This is to, to confirm that prayer, to confirm what I was just speaking about. Hosea 10, 12, in God's words translation. Do we have this? Don't have the God's word. All right, well, I want to read you the God's word, and just, just trust me, you can go look it up later. We have the NLT up there, but God's word, Hosea 10, 12, says, says this. Break new ground. Break new ground. Plant righteousness and harvest the fruit that your loyalty will produce for me, for him. It's time to seek the Lord. When he comes, he will rain righteousness on you. So good. He will rain righteousness on you. Break ground. Courage, go look that, look that verse up in the God's Word. Print it out. Put it on your mirror. Write it in your Bible. Underline it. Highlight it. Make yourself a note. Break new ground. For all those pioneers out there, that's your verse for today. Break new ground. Plant righteousness and harvest the fruit that your loyalty will produce for him. It's time to seek the Lord. When he comes, he will rain righteousness on you.
This process that we've talked about today, the process that God instituted from Genesis 1-1, let there be light, let there be waters, let there be ground. The process for growth that we can apply to our lives. But what's so important and that we get the first things first, that we have to understand what it means to see, to feel, to experience His light. We've already shown that it's not sunlight necessarily, that there's a light that comes before the sun. There's a light that comes before the moon and the stars. And it's His light. And it comes from the inside. What God wants to do today, if you've never been exposed to that life, if you've never experienced the light of heaven, then I want to pray for you today. And we know that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. That Jesus Christ is that light. So if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never given your life to him and expected his light to come into your life, I want to give you a chance, an opportunity to do that today. And maybe there's some people out here that once did. They, 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 they once maybe said the prayer of salvation. Maybe they, they once or you once at one point felt like you, you opened yourself up to receive the light of heaven, but you have felt yourself Maybe there's been, a, there's been a darkness, a cloud that's come over you. Maybe you've, you've felt a blockage from that light ex being experienced in your life. You, maybe you're not seeing the fruit that you would expect from, from receiving that light. And you need to reconnect with Jesus. You need to reconnect with that light. Then I want to pray for you today too. If that's you, one of those two people, either you've never given your life to Christ and you're saying, today is the day I want the light of the world in my life. Today is the day that I want to receive that light from heaven so that I can grow, so that I can be fruitful, so that I can reproduce and multiply. Or maybe you did at one point and you feel right now disconnected from God, disconnected from that light. I want to pray with you. So if we can do this, let's all stand to our feet with every head bowed, every eye closed. I'd love to pray with you today. If you're one of those two people, never given your life to Christ, or maybe you did at one point, felt yourself drifted away and you want to reconnect, would you raise your hand up and I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you today. Who, who are those ones today? See that hand. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Who else? Maybe you need to reconnect with Jesus. Reconnect with his love. Reconnect with his light. Who are those ones today? I feel like there's two or three more people. You're saying, like, maybe I did at one point, but I know I need to reconnect. Maybe I've, I haven't been able to see the light clearly. Who are those ones? Once I've seen your hand, you can put it down. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Anybody else that wants to receive that light today? Reconnect with him. Who are those ones? Let's wait a couple more moments. I feel like God is speaking to you right now. He's pulling on your heart. Who are those ones that need to reconnect with that light? Exposed to the light. Walk in his light. Reproduce after his light. Anybody else? Just one more moment. Who's that one that I'm waiting on? one that needs to reconnect with him. Well, if that's you today, I just want you to put your hand over your heart. I'm not going to call you for it. I want to pray with you, though, right now. So for that gentleman in the back, thank you so much for desiring to receive that light, desiring to reconnect with God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your light coming into these lives. Thank you for, for that gentleman who's decided today, I want to I wanna receive that light. I want to make Jesus the light of my world. I want to draw from his light before anything else. And for anybody else today who needs to reconnect with that light, anybody else today who wants to grow in their walk, grow in their walk with him, walk in the light, continue in the light. doesn't matter what shadow is overcast. doesn't matter what darkness comes out, what mountain is before you, that nothing can block out a light that comes from the inside. Thank you for that light right now being shined out. Heavenly Father, we thank you that, that we make you right now both our Savior and our Lord. 
We make you Lord of our life. We, we, for, we ask for forgiveness right now of our sins. We repent of anything that we've done wrong. We claim that heaven is our home, that God is our Father, and that His light, Jesus Christ, shines through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody give God some praise today. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.